So guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ayako Jaka podcast, or Ayako Jaka show, which we're going to see. So, I guess we're into UFC 258, Usman vs. Burns, welterweight division. Um, I think, well not I think, but I know I'm going to be eating my words and apologising for this, and this is one of those occasions and uh, one of those times that I think I can say rightfully so, that uh, just shows me, myself personally, that I still have a lot to learn about this sport. A lot to learn about uh, the sports of mixed martial arts and how how you know it works. You know, there's a, a lot to understand about the sport to even to the extent to the extent of you know knowing a lot, knowing you know, and uh, to the extent of at least knowing uh, knowing a great deal, so you know what you're talking about. Just a moment, just that. That's a bit better. So I guess right into it. So Usman versus Burns. Um. Just looking at uh, how Burns uh, fought in the previous one, how looking at how Usman fought in the previous fight, um, find Usman was good good with his takedowns and um, he was good with his grappling. His wrestling, his ground game was really good. And uh, the last one I saw, <coughs> well, I think it was with Tyron Woodley. Um, it didn't each time um, Usman was attacking Woodley, you know, it wasn't long before. Um, Usman was issuing a takedown and they're trying to get his opponent onto the floor, just uh, trying to um, uh, attack them with maybe a strike or t- one strike or two. But then, uh, before you know, he's already um, getting them, getting them on the floor on the ground and wrestling them and pinning them to the ground. You now that's a good ground game. Burns, on the other hand, um, his striking is fierce and you know, really dangerous. And uh, you know, um, just looking at, I watched one of his uh, one of his past fights, and I mentioned this in my last podcast. Um, and his his fighting, his striking, his jabs, his punch, his punches, um, they look really, really deadly. You know, and, and I said this again in my last podcast, and someone commented on this that, um, you know, um, it's not to say that the punches are precise, but how does I think the precise wasn't the word exactly, but when he hits or throws a strike, you know, it, it's kind of a dead down in the sense it hits the, the target where he aim where he's aiming for. So, with those two things in mind, how Usman fights, Usman's best qualities and Burns' best qualities, um, I actually thought that Burns would have this in the back, but that wasn't the case. Uh, when I woke up um, earlier this morning, um, I looked at the results. Uh, yeah, I looked at the results before looking at the um, actual uh, fight as far as itself. Really, you should, anyone, if you want to spoil the picture, um, normally, naturally, um even myself, I would have looked at the fight first, watched the footage first of the fight. Um, but I was kind of surprised and taken aback. Well, I wasn't too surprised, but uh, knowing that Usman's equally a really... Obviously, he's a champion. He's a champion in his division. So, um, excuse me. So, um, when I saw that he'd won, I uh, wasn't too surprised. But I, I was surprised in the sense that he had won against Gilbert Strikes. You know, because again, his strikes are really, really deadly. And... When I saw um, Burns fighting Tyron Woodley, I was kind of shocked at how the guy throws punches. You know, you wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of of his fist when he's uh, doing what he does best in the octagon. So, um, yeah, um, this is uh, one of those occasions I'll be easing my words, and uh, I still have a lot of homework to do on this sport, and a lot of homework to do on how these athletes um, um, perform their best qualities. And you know, because each fighter is is different. You know, they've got. They each go away of how they perform when they're in the Oscar, how they fight, how they beat their opponents, how they attack their opponents. You know. So, um, but watching the fight, um, in round one, I could see that um, Bird, um, 
this is when I was watching. I would have thought, and if I had hadn't known the score, um, the score, what the results were in the first place, I um was watching the first round and I thought, okay, yeah, this guy looks like he might he might just pull this fight off, you know, because he's landing some serious strikes. He even got um, a head kick in, um, but you know, as he did so, he fell back, but he, f- he lost his balance and fell down to on the octagon floor, but it was back up again in no time. And um, yeah, I noticed that. In this fight, um, Usman was doing something a bit different uh, to what, um, can I say, what he's known for. He was doing more striking, more than um, much more than um, any groundwork. There was, uh, uh, I don't think, apart from the fact that when, apart from the fact that um, Burns um, was flawed and he, that's how um, he lost the fight. He was knocked out. Um, well, no, he wasn't knocked out, but. The referee stopped the stopped the fight and Usman won. Um, I noticed that Usman wasn't doing any takedowns, any um, groundwork. There was any from his side. There wasn't um, too many takedowns or wrestling, anything like that. So um, I would have, I thought that maybe that's because he knew his opponent. I mean, these two guys are friends. They they are fighting of the same uh, fighting out of the same um, team. Uh, Sanford, Jim Summer, like that in uh, someone in the US. I have forgotten the name where it is. They both have the same coach. Um, is it Henry Hoofter, something like that? They're both on the same coach, so they know each other really well. They've trained with each other, which with each, they've trained with each other. They've sparred with each other, you know. So they know um, each other's um, best suits, their best qualities, and each other's weaknesses, each other's strengths. So you know they're not complete strangers to each other. They know each other really well. They're good friends and they're close. Um, so um, I th- would have that being said and. Um, what I saw in the fight, um, I think, kind of makes made sense that maybe Usman kind of changed his strategy and his game plan as to how he's going to go about this fight and how he's going to go about and beating his opponent. So, in the second round, it did seem like um, Usman was trying and testing to see if, you know, if there was a perfect time he could land a good strike, and then finally he did. He did so, and um, no, no <laughs> get my words mixed up here. In round three. He landed that um, uh, the winning strike that which sent his opponent to the floor, and he just finished him off with some um, with more strikes, and the referee steps and stopped the fight. And yes, yeah, so he won uh, by TKO, and he retained his title. And uh, yeah, he's still the um, undefeated champion in his uh, in the welterweight division. So on to the next. There's still something else that I'll come back to in this fight, probably towards the end of this episode. Now, I hate saying this because I'm almost like repeating myself as as I've done so in my other um in my other episodes, in my other podcasts. But um, and if some, it, I admit it's something I've avoided doing because I'm so tired of cash. Um. Seeing these fights, uh, to see them properly, I think I need to download the um, UFC Fight Pass or upgrade my um, Sky Sky Digital plan to uh, just include the Sky Sports and BT Sports um, uh, channels to see these um, um, MMA mixed martial arts events um, in full, properly in full, not what you see on YouTube with the highlights and uh, full fights whereby the person is zoomed in and zoomed out and all sorts of nonsense, just, the way, just so I can see the fights properly. So for the next fights on the main card, which was Alexa Grasso versus Macy Barber, the women's flyweight division, um, 
yeah, Grasso won by unanimous decision. And I saw the fight. Um, I can see why Grasso won. You know, it was a really um lively fight. Lots of um, takedowns, wrestling, and uh, striking. But it's just uh, one of the reasons as to why um I need to download this, download the the app, or find another way to watch the fights in full. Because watching in highlights is that's just um not good. It's pretty fucked up. And after that came Calvin Gaslin versus Ian in Heinrich, uh, the uh, men's um, middleweight division. So, do, 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 the, the, it's one particular move in MMA which I'm not really sure, but um, halfway into the first round, Heinrich had um, Gaslin's arm in a lock. I'm not going to try and speculate what the name is because I don't 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 want to sound stupid stupid when I'm recording this show. Um but it was some sort of lock and um as well they're wrestling and grappling on the floor. But um the other guy, Calvin Gaslam, did show some decent um ground game and in the uh, both the first and second round. Um each time he got Heinish onto the floor, onto the ground, he managed to keep him there. And um in the third round Heinrich got a flying knee in, but um, Gaslin as Gaslin Gaslin managed to check that and change the whole thing around and get um his opponent into another take into another takedown. But Heinrich managed to get on his opponent's back. And uh, yeah, I mean not to waffle on. Gaslin won by an unanimous decision. God, I've really, really uh, got to download the UFC fight pass and watch these fights in full. Because doing it by the highlights, even I'm missing the whole event. And, and if I'm just watching by the highlights, then I'm not really appreciating the sport. I can see them myself. And uh, after that, in the featherweight division, Ricky Simon versus uh, Brian Keller. Yeah, Ricky Simon won by unanimous decision. And um, I could see why. Uh, but again, um, it's just another reason as to why I need to get the um, that Fight Pass um, app. Uh, next up after that was Julian Marquez versus Maki Pitolo, uh, middleweight division. Um, Marquez won by submission. Although really, um, watching that fight, that, that was a highlight, but watching that fight... Um, I would have thought just at the beginning of what of the footage, I would have thought that um, Butola would have won due to all the takedowns and the clinches he was getting in. But um, now Marquez actually managed to um, change things towards the end of the the whole fight. Now in the news, people have been reacting to Usman's win um, against Burns, and overall, there's been lots of praise for him. Uh, people are uh, actually astonished that this guy has won again. And has maintained that title and, re- and has retained the belt, the champion belt. Um, many people even said he's a problem. And, you know, his performance, uh, I can see why he's called the Nigerian Nightmare. Because even someone like Gilbert Burns, even to some, according to someone, somebody like myself, who is still very much a novice in this sport, even as a fan. Um, and the fact that I thought that Gilbert Burns would have beaten Usman is... Uh, is testament to to that fact that facts that I still have a lot to learn. So I'm still a novice, but I love the sport. Um, you know, I can see why they call Usman the Nigerian Nightmare because even Gilbert Burns, going back to what I was saying, 
I thought that Gilbert Burns with his striking capability and how he, th- those punches just looked deadly and dangerous. Um, I thought he would have um, managed to um, basically walk through Usman, just knock him out and floor him and just uh, finish him off with, with um, some strikes or just finish him off with a, a nasty KO, a nasty knockout and that would have been it. But that wasn't the case. No, Usman was really smart in this fight. Um so yeah, a lot of people just been coming up with praise and admiration and um just uh yeah, you know, well done and congratulations to Kamara Usman. Now there was a video that Conor McGregor released of himself practicing Muay Thai and um I think I'm not sure whether the video was taken, whether it was somewhere in the US or maybe he's still in Abu Dhabi in the Middle East somewhere or somewhere in the Mediterranean, but somewhere sunny and nice. Um, but it showed him practicing practicing Muay, Muay Thai um, against the pillar of, of um, just against the pillar of just somewhere out outside against the pillar, and um, I watched it for the first time. I think he released himself on his Instagram and um, on his his own social media, and um, I you know I thought okay that's great, but then suddenly other people were posting it with memes in the forms of memes. Um, I think John Wayne Parr. Um, the Australian um, Muay Thai fighter, so he um, reposted something, reposted it, and I think he commented somewhere on it. Um, uh, this is funny, uh, well done, nice try. Yeah, some people were saying good try and leaving laughing emojis there. Um, so I was, at first I thought, okay, maybe he's this is something serious or maybe it's a new skill he wants to take up. Uh, but, um, well, I don't know, but many people have actually um, thought it was funny. Like, the whole thing just looked silly and hilarious uh, so um i'm not sure where that is going but let's wait and see what happens maybe it's a, a, a hobby or something of conor mcgregor's i i really don't know um but you know um in other news surrounding um him and dustin Poirier, the trilogy fight is going to happen you know dana white has confirmed that you know it is going to happen so sorry to charles Oliveira, but i think dustin Poirier is far more interesting in fighting conor mcgregor so <laughs> Regardless of what Joe Rogan said, um, it looks like um, Charles Oliveira is going to have to um, sit this one out. Moving on, um, this is kind of going back to UFC Vegas 18. So Frankie Edgar had has spoken, uh, I think, in a recent interview or was a podcast, but he did make a like a statement in a video and basically whereby he's been interviewed about the uh, loss he had um, against. Um, Corey Sanhagen, the Sandman at UFC Vegas 18, um, after that crazy KO, just a flying knee, and the fight was over, was over before it even started. You know, I think it was about 30 or 40 seconds into the first round, and it was just mad. And it's fun, I, I find it kind of crazy that how these fighters, when they're knocked out, whether it's by um, TKO or KO, when they're knocked out, they just fall flat on the, on the canvas, just that they're not they're barely moving i just that whole thing then uh afterwards they're just walking out from the octagon of it just uh, speaking normally um like like nothing happened but of course something happened but just seeing it like, like that way that way and uh just how it happens it it for, for me as someone who's not an, a mixed martial arts athlete but as a fan um you're seeing how it happens it's just <laughs> it's crazy um before that, the last one that I remember was when um, Jorge Marvidal knocked up Ben Askren at um, 
I've forgotten the UFC event it was now, but he knocked out um, Ben Askren in such a short period of time in the first round before, again, before the fight had even started. Um, was it by knee or by fist? But I think, no, he um, actually KO um, Ben Askren in such a short space of time. I think that wasn't, that wasn't even, even, that was even in an even shorter space of time. No, not even. That was in an even shorter space of time. Uh, maybe not even up to 10 or 15 seconds, but Ben Askren was, just out cold it, it was crazy um <laughs> you know um it was just mad but so no back to this point the Frank Frankie Edgar has spoken that um basically um what has happened to him um you know first of all he understands that in this sport you know these things can happen and even in that interview he said that if it had hap- if it didn't have ha- if it didn't happen to me it could have easily happened to Corey Sanhagen so you know again he so respect to him, credit to him. He's not um crying or whining or being a little bitch about the whole thing. But you know, um, it's a sport that these things can these things can happen. And you know, um, nobody likes to lose. Everybody wants to win. You know, when you lose like this in a sport like this, you know, it's really uh, it's embarrassing. You know, since it's been watched by so many other people, even though there weren't so many people in the arena. Of course, you know, the outside people watching on their devices, on their TV sets, wherever. You know, a lot of people are still watching the fight. And, you know, he even said it, this is a very unforgiving sport. And uh, what happened will unfortunately stay with him forever. He's been running, rerunning the whole thing in his in his brain, just how the whole thing happened. Although he says himself that he has no actual pure recollection of how the whole thing happened because, you know, he was uh, knocked out. He remembers walking out of the, um, out of the arena, but how the, the flying knee from um, Corey Sanhagen, how he... It was executed and, and just thrown at him. He doesn't really rem- really remember that as such because it was knocked out cold. Um, so yeah, um, but credit to to him for taking it on the chin, uh, t- taking it on on the chin, not complaining and bitching like a baby. You know, it goes to show that he understands the sport he's in. He understands he understands what he has signed signed up for. So um, you know, I have much a lot of respects um, to him as uh, as a fighter. And even more respect, you know, he doesn't hold any grudges against Corey Sanhagen at all. Uh, do, 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 do. Because that, because when you get knocked out like that, um, uh, when a fight ends like that so quickly before it's even started, um, it's embarrassing, especially when you're on the receiving end and when you're the person who, when you're the athlete, you you're the opponent who has lost, com- you know, completely. So I can understand that, you know, it's really embarrassing. And for him, you know, in in this sport and in any sport, especially in MMA, there's going to be these um, sort of compilations they do about the quickest knockouts, the um, the sh- you know the quickest knockouts, the shortest um, the shortest times that a match has ever run for. And unfortunately, um, I've got a good feeling that UFC Vegas 18 of 2021 will be there for the you know for the co yeah for the co main event. Um, that's one of the quickest knockouts, the quickest TKOs in probably in UFC history, in MMA history, you know. Uh, but, well, let's wait and see. You know, we're just we're still in February, so we're still in the first quarter of 2021. So let's see uh, what the year brings. Uh, of course, we still have COVID nineteen that's uh, that we're still dealing with. So let's see. But I can understand his frustration and his embarrassment. But I can also um, g- give the guy a lot of respect for the fact he's taking it on the chin and uh, you know. He has not 
bitching and moaning about it. But enough about that. So, Kamaru Usman, after his win against um, Gilbert Burns, he now wants to fight Jorge Marvador. And um, uh, I haven't been following much of before um, before his uh, his win um, at UFC 258. I've not been following the um, the beef he's been having between himself and Jorge Marvador. Um, I know he's got beef with Corby Covington, uh, but here in Jorge Marfador, um game-bred fighter, I uh, I've not been following that too closely. Do, do, do. I haven't been following that too closely. So he's the both both of them have a score to settle uh, since their last fight, and in that fight, um, I think um, Usman did uh, it was, yeah, um, Usman did fight Marvador with a broken nose. Excuse me, guys. Now, in response to what Usman said during the post-fight um, press conference, Marvel tweeted, I took your nose in six days. Three weeks, I'll take the belt. And for camp, I'll take your head. So, um, I think... I think this is something to do with... Um, I think both of them... Um, you know, there's the uh, the Ultimate Fighters, which is almost like a separate thing uh, that the UFC do. Uh, this was like in the mid-2000s, 2004, 2005, they started it, whereby uh, some of the top fighters in the UFC uh, who are still fighting, but they've got like enough fighting experience and they fought for long enough for them to like coach their own team of upcoming young fighters. So um, I think it was something like that that they wanted to do. So... Um, what they wanted to do was to get Usman to um, be coached from a group of fighters and then Marvador would also be doing the same but um, they know that it's going to be um, the two have um, a score to settle so th- I think there was a worry that the two might actually fall out, have a serious falling out so there was um, some concern on whether um, each person would actually agree to um, do the whole thing for the UFC I think I'm not sure if th- this is what it was all about but of course he's made it clear that he wants to fight Jorge Marvador next And in other news, I thought this is going to be almost like repetition. Um, and um, it's something that I've spoken to Charlie about, and even Charlie himself has not hasn't really agreed that it's something that's black and white. But it's the John Jones situation. Um, so recently, John Jones came out, and there was a tweet that he posted on Twitter, which I saw, and I didn't really understand what he meant by it. But it says he said, "Been seeing lots of different things in the media lately." I would absolutely love to fight for the UFC again. Really hope we can come up with a good financial agreement and give the fans a few more great fights. Now, when I saw that for the first time, I hadn't seen the um, the news that was posted on YouTube on uh, on um, MMA News and MMA World. I hadn't seen that. So it's only when I saw that, that's when I actually realised, okay, this is what he must have been referring to. Because when I saw this, I was thinking, well, hold on, don't you fight for the... Don't, don't you work for the UFC? You know, you're one of their fighters. You know, you're one of their best fighters. Anyway, you know, despite the issue with the um, the PEDs um, saga that's been hap- that's in the past have been reoccurring and reoccurring and reoccurring. And it's not just PEDs, but of course, there's the, the other issues that he's had um, outside the octagon, away from drugs. Uh, when he had uh, an accident in 2015, whereby he collided with another, his car, they was driving, collided with another vehicle. 
the driver of that vehicle was a pregnant woman she broke her arm uh jones actually ran away ran away from his car he ran away from the scene the police were called they arrived and by the time they arrived jones had already absconded he had already uh, disappeared and um I think he did come back just to collect something from his car, some money or something like that, and uh, he disappeared again. Um, basically, he said that he's going to be uh, vacating the um, light heavyweight championship or the light heavyweight title, and uh, that's because he can't negotiate a better salary salary with the UFC. And um, it seems, of course, the, the way I think about it, he's one of their best fighters. He brings in a lot of money, probably not as much as Conor McGregor, but whenever he's going to fight because he's fought so well he brings in plenty of pay-per-views for the UFC and um, I would have thought that basically you know, it goes back to that saying uh, which I used to refer to Conor McGregor whatever the prince wants the prince gets you know if you're that good within an organisation so um, I was assuming that because he's one of those guys that basically the UFC would, would give him anything he wants probably to an extent but in this case uh that's not the case it's not happening so um if he's stepping away from from the ufc um then okay fine now some people may say what the hell am i talking about you're just an idiot that still doesn't know anything about the sport but excuse me i would have thought that for someone like this who has always had an issue with drugs uh, with peds you know with um with banned substances that you cannot use um, to perform or to compete within the sport, I would have thought that may, may be okay. This is good because it's not fair that we're, that the UFC, one of the when it comes to MMA, one of the biggest organizations that in the world that promotes this sport, and I'm sure there are many fighters, many many fighters who would love to be in the UFC to, you know, at least make a name for themselves in this sport, despite how notorious the UFC are um, for how they treat the um, the their fighters and how how they pay their fighters and I wouldn't say they're poorly paid but they could be paid a lot more um you know for someone like this who has always had an issue with a peds for some reason and um he's always come out saying it but each time he was proven to be innocent but you know there's no smoke without fire and eventually people start to question that even whenever things like this do happen um you know um are you really innocent you know are you really uh are you really telling the truth you know why does it keep on happening you know something must be going on so uh maybe some people may be happy they find let me leave the ufc because it's not fair that he's that someone like this is being promoted and they've got this this um their past isn't clean basically there's always been an issue in the past when it comes to these banned substances um you know he's tested not it's never been confirmed um I don't think, but if you look at all the things that's, that has been happening, you know, at one point, or sometime, was it 2013 or 14, or was it 2010? Um, the uh, this was before USADA came about, came to came to existence. But some people from the um, I think it's called the Athletic Commission were coming to a gym where where he trains, and they're going to just give um, conduct a random test for banned substances, and all his teammates, his coaches, and whatever, they all hid him beneath the cage beneath the fighting cage of the gym where he was training and i think eventually that was a they were found out they were, they were all punished for that um when things like that do happen people do query and question you know what's going on you know there's no smoke without fire so if he is um if he does leave the ufc and i think many people might be uh might be happy that you know finally a good riddance 
go because it's not fair that all the other fire starters be doing the hard work and many of them they ne- some don't even get the recognition for all the hard work that they put it, that, that that they put into um performing and being successful in this sport you know look at TJ Dillinshaw now many people are saying he should not be allowed to fight again or let me get this right he should not be given another chance at a title shot a title fight given the fact that he tested positive for a banned substance not too long ago so you know it's things like that that people are annoyed about you know it's just not fair everybody else has done things the right way they've not cheated or done something to get an unfair advantage over their opponent in the sport you know so why should um because if things like what's happened to TJ Dillinshaw, if that continues, then it, it does set a precedent that a precedent that it does set a precedent that if you've done something wrong, something which is really, really, really unfair, then you know you can you can still be given you can still be given a second chance at um, at competing in the sport, at being successful in the sport, whilst other people who have done things the right way, you know, it's just not fair. I mean, I'm not sure I can put it into words about sounding stupid or repeating myself, but repeating myself, but it's just really, really, really unfair. And in a sport such as MMA, whereby it's a combat sport, whereby you've got to try and hurt your opponent as much as possible, KO, TKO, submission, um, or by unanimous unanimous decision, you know, um, you know, if you if you take a banned substance that gives you uh, gives you an advantage via means of strength, or um, your senses are heightened and sharpened, um, so you land those punches really really strongly or far more ferociously, you can hurt or even kill your opponent. You know, you, re- you really really can because there all these banned substances steroids are are, are known for that as well as help giving you the, the advantage of doing best in whatever sports may be. There's also the downside as well that you really got to take into consideration. So I'm gonna stop uh waffling and bantering here. So guys, um if you did enjoy the video, please do leave a like, please do subscribe. I think um as I said before at the beginning of this video, um my predictions about the uh, the um Gilbert Burns versus Kamara Usman fight were completely and totally incorrect. Um it's a good example of it's just a good good example of the fact that I still have a lot to learn in this sport, a ton, a shit, you know, a shit load, a shit load more knowledge to gain about how this sport works. Um, yeah, I still, I still have a lot of homework. So a lot, you know, I still have a long, long way to to go. But guys, again, if you did like my content, if you do like the video, please don't forget to leave a like. Please do subscribe. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, my name is Icojarko One on Facebook. If anyone still uses Facebook, my name is Icojarko. I still use Facebook. And on Twitter, my name is Arko Jarko. And you can listen to my podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Player FM, Stitcher, Listen Notes, Podchaser, and so many other platforms I'm trying to get the podcast out to. And Apple iTunes is still being a bitch. I'm still trying my best to get that um, thing done. Uh, it's the artwork that's causing the problem. That's the only error I'm getting from their site, but uh, it's something which I'm sure I can um, work my way around and just work out. I'm sure it's something so easy and so simple. But anyway, guys, thanks. And yeah, um, though by the time I post this, it might be too late, but <laughs> there's no point in wishing it. The day's already gone. Anyway, guys, take care and thanks.